Around the world and back in your eardrums once again, it is time for the opposite reaction on our special edition. Nick Hamilton, Jackie Ray in the building. On, on this episode, yeah, we're going to break down Space Jam, a new legacy. Also have cheers to you. But before we get into that, congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks and the luckiest NBA champion, Giannis, for winning the NBA championship this week. Um, man yeah. dropped the 50 piece. We, can we just can we just take words out like lucky or what if or they only can we just give this man his props and recognize that some of the criticism that we gave this man as far as the way he, that he plays the way he clogged the lane he modified those things in the playoffs especially in that first game that they won in Phoenix this man did his damn thing can we just let this man live in this moment and let that organization who hasn't this moment since 1971. Can we Listen, let him live in this moment, please? I, I gave him his props. I said he's the luckiest champion we've seen thus far. No, that, that is shade. That is not props. That is shade. Let's not give shade. This man, has he worked 50 points this man scored. Come on, man. Well, he made 17 of 19 free throws when he has soaked at the line. Come on. Come on. Five, the word, five blocks. I mean, he had a hell of a game. Don't get me wrong. A 50-piece is a 50-piece no matter how how you slice it. 50, uh, 50 points, 14 rebounds, you know, a double-double, and, and probably the most important game of the series as far as the closing out because closing out games are always the hardest. You can, you can listen right. to any any player with that. But like I said, in the, in the words of the GOAT, Michael Jordan, anybody can do it once, but can you do it again? Oh, see, no. Let me, let me, let me just, on behalf of the opposite reaction, let me just represent for Giannis for a minute. Y'all don't do that. Don't say it. Anybody can do it once. First of all, tomorrow's not promised to any of us. So y'all go ahead in Milwaukee. Y'all enjoy this moment. Y'all enjoy this time. Number two, it's very, very hard. I understand that people were injured. Staying healthy is a skill set. It's a skill set that a lot of teams failed at this season. The Bucks and the Suns capitalized on that. Do I think Giannis is going to win another ring? Absolutely. Do I think he's going to run it back? I don't know. Probably not. But he's going, to <laughs> he's going to win another ring for sure. But uh, more importantly, that man put in the work. There's a lot of criticism. Even I gave him this season. He was too nonchalant a couple times. He's like, maybe we win. Maybe we won't. But at the end of the day, he did what he was supposed to do. This is an, a, a huge accomplishment. And let's not forget, all three Antetokounmpo's have a ring now. Let that family live in this moment. Let them well, live. I mean, congrats to the family, but only one was really important enough to win the ring, and that was Giannis. I don't care what you say. They got hardware. Since everybody wants I mean, rings, rings, they got hardware. <laughs> so, I mean, you and I could have sat on the bench on the roster and could have won the ring. And I, 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 I would have. Okay. I would have. <laughs> but I will say this much. I think Giannis, listen. I've criticized Giannis as well, but do, do I think Giannis is great? Yes. Do I think he's the face of the league? Hell no. Um, do I think that he can get better than what we've seen him get thus far? Yeah, because he's never he's nowhere near his prime. But as I said time and time again, I'll keep on saying this, as I said with Ryan Hollins the other day, and I'll say it again on this show and other shows, is the fact that, listen, he needs to spend two to three weeks with Dream and two to three weeks with Tim Duncan. And if you get, if you l learn from those two great individuals, I guarantee you Giannis will be completely unstoppable. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's hard to stop right now. Uh, yeah. ask, ask DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> so he's kind of well, hard to stop right now. 
he's just he's got the same kind of bully ball stuff that LeBron has. You know, once he gets mo- going, it's hard to get your feet set and get in front of him and stop him. And on top of that, here's other criticism that I saw from uh, about him. He started taking a lot more three point shots. Most of those did not go. However, I'm very proud of him for taking those because what you do and look, I'm gonna explain why you're doing all the the antics. Because here's the thing: we don't need another Ben Simmons in that regard. The fact of the matter is, is if you take them in practice, practice is one thing. A game is totally different. You have to get to to the point where you can make these in a game. The only way you're gonna get to the point where you can make them in a game is if you take the shots in the game. Period. So I'm glad that he's taking those shots. And let's not forget, even in the games where he took those three point shots and he missed, he scored 41 points when he took a bunch and he missed. He scored 50 last night. I don't think he took, he might have taken one last night. He has to take him. And him taking those shots is not jeopardizing his point scoring prowess. He needs to level up and take and make those shots for sure. But the only way you're going to start making those shots if you start is if you start taking those shots. 100% out of Giannis, 100%. That is ludicrous. Number one, get your big ass down on the block. That's what you're there for. Now, if you want to shoot jumpers, if you want to make 20 footers and whatnot, I'm all for that. Make sure you also knock down your free throws because that's also been a problem for him. So I'm glad to see he's improved with his free throws. But you you cannot play Golden State ball. Ever since Golden State started jacking up threes and running the ball that way, every team has tried to mimic that. That does not work for every team. And it damn sure doesn't work for Giannis because Giannis is a dude that can – huh? I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree. Okay, with that so so why so why so why take three pointers when you don't need to? What because you need to do? Need to somebody's going to figure out a, a way to close off the paint to you, and and then when and then when that happens, so, you need to have some way is, to score outside of so that. So you shoot jump. So you shoot jumpers. You shoot inside the perimeter. You don't need to shoot three pointers. You're not a three point specialist. Your big ass needs to be down in the post or near the block. Or even coming, uh, like you said, okay, if they clog the lane, okay, you come out 15, 20 feet, and you knock it down. Some some of the things some of the things that we saw in game six the other night was the fact that he was knocking down shots from 15, 17, 20 feet. Okay, I'm cool with that. But stop jacking up. You're not a three-point shooter. You're too damn big. Play your role. Be the person who you are. You are a big. You are not six feet. You are set, you are seven foot twelve. That's exactly what you are. So play like that. <laughs> I did like to see. I know you watched the game. I did like that moment in time where they t- were trying to show how he had bulked up from when he was drafted to now, mm-hmm. and he also seemed to have grown three inches since he was. Dra- what the hell? Are you having these late in life growth spurts? <laughs> well, then again, I got to check the birth certificate because maybe he's not the age that he says he. <laughs> <laughs> you need evidence. <laughs> Much like we need with baseball players that come from different countries. Hey, man, what's the birth certificate? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's get on to what we what we came for, and that is the Space Jam 2 review. Uh, I'm sure many of you by now have witnessed or watched or even heard about or bootlegged it or whatever you did to watch Space Jam, A New Legacy, starring LeBron James, Don Cheeto, and the young man who plays LeBron's son, Cedric Joe, along with the Looney Tune characters as well. So, Jackie, what did you think about Space Jam? What do you call it? Space Jam 2 or Space Jam? Jam, A New Legacy with LeBron King James. I thought this movie was so good. Let me just start at the beginning. Oh, uh, can I just say real quick, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the movie, 
well, I don't know why you haven't seen the movie. You're like one or two people. But if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want spoilers, then this is the time to bow out. But so good. I love the way that the movie started because it kind of started with LeBron's childhood and how his coach just basically said, no fun. You don't get to play video games. You don't get to really be a kid. You got to focus on basketball because basketball could change not only your life, but the life of your family as well. I really like that. I told I told Nick, it took me about an hour to get through the intro because I just kept replaying it and replaying it and replaying it because it was just so awesome. I loved it so much. But there was a lesson in that moment. I think when you when you watch the intro, you immediately knew what the lesson was going to be because I think, and this is just real life, I think parents often get caught up in how their childhood went or any kind of adversities that they went through as a child. And they automatically kind of project those onto their kids and like, oh, this is how I did it. This is how you have to do it too. So I think just from the intro, you kind of knew what the lesson was going to be in in the at the end of the uh, movie, which it was. So I love this movie. I thought it. I thought it was great. Um, I actually like what what his name is. A G Algie Rhythm. I actually liked his idea <laughs> that they ended up having in that little meeting that LeBron was like, "No, this is the dumbest idea ever." I thought that would have been fun seeing like a cartoon version of Game of Thrones with LeBron in it. That would have been fantastic. I actually liked his idea. <laughs> but LeBron didn't, and they shot it down. I thought the movie overall was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. All right. Let me get this towel so I can wipe off my screen because all that lathering of LeBron so people can see clearly because now the voice of reason needs to speak. Obviously, First I wouldn't because I could dry him off myself if that was the case. You always whoa, feel like whoa, whoa, whoa. What you I don't listen. Care about these fake little insults you be throwing my way. I am a LeBron listen. fan to the very end. Listen, don't throw my way. I accept it. I don't care. You LeBron, you LeBron stands are hilarious, and you, you you like you you all like to lather this dude up. Let me let me break it down because I let you. So let me let me carry on for a moment. Because I, I get I let I allowed you to give your review, so let me carry on for just a moment. Number one, I I like there's certain parts of this movie that I did like. I did like the fact that you saw a family that was together. Um, oftentimes we don't see enough of that. We always cry out for that. Um, so I like that aspect of it. Um, two, please stop saying this is a kids movie. This is not a kids movie. This is a family movie. Oh, I see what you said. Okay. This it. is a family movie. This is a family movie that includes one or two adults and the kids. So this movie was geared towards parts for adults, parts for kids. This is not a kid's movie. Number three, the biggest thing I will say, it felt like it should have, it should not have been called Space Jam. It should have been called LeBron and the Looney Tunes because this felt like a LeBron biopic. I mean, how many of us don't already know the story it's of right. LeBron James? Not right. Right? I mean, it was too. I mean, it was it was enough. It was like, come on. Here's the thing. <laughs> I don't care. First of all, LeBron James was subpar acting. Thank God for Don Cheadle because Don Cheadle anchored the movie because he's a superb actor that he is. I liked his character. I thought his character was kind of funny. Um, I did. I, of course, I like the Looney Tunes characters, minus the Warner Brothers propaganda, but. I did like the Looney Tunes characters. Um, I did like Cedric Joe, the young man who played his son. I thought he did a really good job playing his son. Uh, I thought that this movie had some funny parts to it. The thing I loved the most was that the WNBA players got their yeah. shine. 
And shout out to Diana Tarazi and Neko Gumake. And shout out to Neko Gumake as well for hosting uh, some some uh, about 30 to 40 kids from the Brotherhood Crusade that came out for a special screening of the movie. Um, so props to her, props to the Brotherhood Crusade for doing that. Um, but I thought it gave a lot of shine to the WNBA players uh, as well. Unlike, you know, the first Space Jam, obviously WNBA wasn't around yet. So um, it was good to see that. It's good to see, you know, guys like Anthony Davis and Dame Lillard and, and, and you know, Clay Thompson, you know, playing these villain roles. Um, I did not like the fact that they changed the names. They were the Monstars. They will always be the Monstars. Right. I agree with that. I don't give a damn about no Goon yeah. Squad. Even LeBron messed up and said, oh, yeah, the Monstars. I mean, okay, we call them the Goon Squad now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I but that. I think I, I gave the movie a C. And I gave the movie grading a C because I thought it was all right. Um, I don't think it was fantastic at all. Um, I've seen better movies. But they don't make and they, and a lot of people were saying, oh, this movie's not made for an Academy Award. Well, Pixar begs to differ because when Pixar makes movies, they make movies for awards. That's very true. They don't they don't make movies just for. Oh, yeah. The kids, if the kids love it, uh, excuse me. I'm a fan of cars. My son loves cars. They were trying to make cars movie and each cars movie. They were trying to make better for an Academy of nomination. Wally, too. Is Wally Pixar? Wally. Wally yeah. is so good. Exactly. So what I'm saying is just like people, somebody had the nerve to say, oh, the princess and the frog was a kid's movie. Actually, it was not. It was not. If you watch that movie, <laughs> it was not. It was very dark. Now, maybe teenagers could watch that right. movie, but there's no way I'm allowing my son. I skip if my son wants to watch it. I skip certain parts because there's right. parts that scare him because he is a single digit age. It is not made for single digit age kids. Um, Even some of the end of windows in that movie was like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) So with Space Jam, the thing about it is, I think LeBron did himself a disservice by calling it Space Jam. Now, if this has been the first time we've ever seen a concept like this and there's nothing else to compare it to, fine. People would have probably appreciated it a little bit more than what we had. But the fact that you have Michael Jordan who was the first to do it in a concept that was the first concept to do it. Of course, things are going to get better because technology is going to get better, but it's, it's the same type of concept. And, you know, I didn't, I'm like, dude, why even remake a movie like this? Just create something different. And I, I wish that point, because I felt that way. I'm a huge Jumanji fan. If you guys saw the first Jumanji, the first Jumanji is an amazing movie. Start to finish. It's, it's fantastic. So when I heard that they were coming out with Jumanji, basically two, I was mortified. I was like, how dare you? Especially with The Rock. You're not even the kind of actor that Robin was. How dare you? But they, I I think the first one was called A New Something. So it still had the Jumanji name, but it was night and day different than the first Jumanji. It had nothing to do. And so I think this Space Jam for me, I disagree with you. And I mean, I'm not going to say that LeBron is like Denzel, because he's definitely not as far as like any actor. But Michael Jordan's acting to me was terrible. So LeBron's acting was definitely better than Michael Jordan. Yeah. And that's not saying much. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. That ain't saying much. <laughs> what did you give it? A C? You gave I gave it a, it a C. I would probably give it a B plus, A minus. And the reason why I gave it a B plus is because I thought the plot was very, very good. Um, and that's the thing that I thought the first Space Jam didn't have. The plot was just kind of like it was fun. It was just a cartoon. I give it a B plus. A minus because I thought the plot was very good. 
Um, there were some things that I didn't like. Number one, I thought that they could have got into Toontown a little bit better. I didn't like the way that they ended up in Toontown. I thought that they could have spent a little bit more time figuring out how they got into Toontown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like, that's dumb. You just walk into a server room and then this wall, that's dumb as hell. I did not like that. Um, I thought that the wife's role was so, in, I mean, I, I agree with you, but they pointless. They, her, her wife, her role was extremely pointless. Either give her some more lines, make her be more, you know, influential in that situation or just have her. I just didn't understand her role. I didn't like her role at all. Well, what? shout out to Slink Johnson, Black Jesus, because his part was hilarious. Now, oh, that's one part. Being the security guard, that dude was hilarious. So shout out to my man Slink Johnson for representing, because, man, that dude was hilarious. Like, he was only on screen for, like, a minute, but we remember him because he was so good. Versus the wife's role, you're like, okay, you just walking around carrying a baby. Like, the, it wasn't... They should have done more with her role. I really thought they did her a disservice. The movie, I, I'm so happy I saw it for free. Because if I would have paid any kind of money for it, well, I saw it on I'd have been pissed. and I'm going to go, uh, the Fumble Squad is going to go together, so I'm going to pay to see it again. Y'all know I'm going to see it about seven times. But let me tell you, one of my favorite things- Waste your movie, money. Well, let me get to my other thing that I didn't like in the movie. I didn't like that there was no Pepe Le Pew. I love Pepe Le Pew, and I was mortified that he was not in the movie. Um, I saw- uh, something where they said that they didn't have him in the movie because he, he promotes rape culture or something like that. And I was like, the hell man, come on. So I didn't like that. Um, so it wasn't quite the same to me. Just like, I didn't like how they, I did like how they got out. I did like, um, uh, that ending, but I still didn't like how they got in Dame times character though, as far as, uh, the Monstars game times character was the best character in the world to me because they called him what the kingslayer or something like that and his the the robot hand with the bye-bye and all that he he was my favorite goon squad character i loved him my favorite goon squad character was definitely neka mm. i liked her araka neka or whatever i believe that's her that was her character's name and then i liked um i liked i think it was clay that was fire and water yeah and he splashed LeBron. Clay. That, that on was the hilarious. Brothers thing. I like that as well. I thought they that, did good. I liked when um, LeBron told um, AD that he was going to separate his eyebrows. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought there was a lot of play in the oh I, game blouses from Granny when Granny said game blouses. I was, I was like, like, yeah, oh, okay, Dave Chappelle reference. That's how you know Malcolm D. Lee and Ryan Coogler were a part of it because that was a culture reference, and right. a lot of people didn't catch that. But it was a very Dave Chappelle culture reference. Very much so. Please, I I beg you, and I don't do begging like that. But please, <laughs> Malcolm Lee, do not do a Space Jam three with I, the Rock. With the please Rock, don't. Wait, please don't. I saw a tweet that said that Malcolm D. Lee may want to do a Space Jam 3. If that is true, if that is true, do not leave well enough alone. You've already subpared a remake. Don't do it again. I don't understand. If LeBron wants to remake movies so bad, like he wants to remake House Party, which I don't understand why, oh, leave it alone. He can't dance though. So what is he going to be like, the dad? I think he's the EP. I think he might be EP in it or something like his claim and his company are EP in it. But why even remake it in general? Like, leave it alone. 
We so, Listen, certain classics need to be left alone. They tried to remake How High. That was garbage. Well, because you can only watch How High High anyway, so you can't. <laughs> but I mean, can't. make a, but it's still a cult classic. It's like you can't make a sequel unless you were going to use Red Man and Method Man again. Oh, hey, if y'all going to use Method Man, now I'll co-sign on that. If you're going to use Red and Meth again, then fine. But if you're not going to use them and you're going to sit up there and do a sequel, it was trash. House Party, I'm not looking forward to that. I will not go watch that because I remember the original. Leave it alone. Now, well, is that every every good movie from the past you don't think they can remake? Because um, I'm Coming to America 2, did that need to be remade? I actually really enjoyed coming to America too because, and, and I, I really am. I was like one of the only people I, I did a, a a virtual watch with it. I was like, oh, that was pretty good because to me it was exactly like coming to America one with just better, you know, graphics and stuff. Coming to America did not need to be remade because first of all, it was way past its prime. If you would have did that in the nineties, it would have been. You probably would have been. It, it would have. First of all. Jumanji did amazingly well. And I said, when I heard they were making that movie, I was like, you should absolutely not remake this. Jumanji, well, a lot of these films are going to do well because of the backing and the push that they had. It's all about marketing. It's not about the actual quality of the movie. Because like I said, if you did Coming to America 2 in the 90s, you could have got away with a lot more stuff because the times right. were different. And people would have still been engaged in it because it just happened in the 80s so it's only a 10 year span you could have got away with it but you wait 30 some odd years i mean yeah i love seeing eddie and arsenio on screen but you could have got them when they were still hot hot like arsenio was the top talk show host in the land that's when people would have flocked to go see arsenio people would have flocked to go see eddie murphy I, know, I believe unless i'm wrong but i believe that they tried to remake it earlier but there was all sorts of legalities and then they gave up on it for a while so and then should have just killed it. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't mad at the movie. I wasn't like, oh, it's fantastic, you know. But ladies and gentlemen, those of you who'll be like Jackie and go waste your money, you go ahead and waste your money on Space Jam too. I love it. Trust me. It's so good. I'm not watching House Party. I'm gonna be for Halloween. But I tell you what, you know what LeBron the movie LeBron should make? Oh God. Grumpy old men, because he since he wants Chris Paul and Melo to join the Lakers, that should be Grumpy Old Men. That's the that's the movie he can remake. That is a good movie. Well, he'll have the live version this coming season if he gets his way. <laughs> Anywho, I thought the movie was great. Like I said, it wasn't it wasn't an A plus. I'm trying to think of what movie I would give an A plus um, that I've seen recently. Um, I mean, I wouldn't even give Black Widow an A plus. I would definitely give it an A. It was pretty good. I, the Loki I, series. Now, even though it's a series and it's not a movie, I would give that an A plus. Oh, would, Loki's probably the Loki is probably the yeah. best series yeah. that has come out in a long. Yeah. Like I said, I, I love the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it gave That's an A an opening. I yeah. gave it a B plus. It gave it an opening for Captain America. Well, I um, give it an A because it's definitely better. So then, let me give Space Jam a solid B. Then I'll give them a B. I lowered it from a B plus to a solid B because I thought if you're, I thought the um, Falcon and the winter soldier, I thought that was done really, really well. I actually know I'm going to have to give the Falcon and the winter soldier an A plus for one reason and one reason only the message at the end of that series it was so powerful and it was so on point. And for him to, to just have that moment in time, it caused a whole conversation on Instagram and Twitter. So I give it A plus for that. So is space jam two Oscar worthy. I didn't think the first one was Oscar worthy. Okay, I'm about to say because I was gonna get up and walk off on you if you said something crazy like that. I mean, it's 
I thought as far as cartoons that I've seen that are Oscar worthy to me, Wally was Oscar worthy to me. Um, <sighs> I can't think of, what's a cartoon that's been, even though this is a cartoon slash hybrid, but like, what's a cartoon that's Oscar- Dear Basketball? Huh? Dear Basketball? I haven't seen that. With Kobe Bryant, the seven, the oh, eight minute short. I have seen that one, but that okay, movie, movie, not a short, like a movie, movie. Um, honestly, I would probably have to say Toy Story. Oscar worthy, really? The first one because it was it was different, and it was, it was actually. Different, but when I think Oscar worthy, I think something that is going to resonate with me. I'm going to see it over and over and over again. I still oh, walk around cars. and go, Eva. Like I cars, still do cars for me. It's cars. I love that movie. All right. Well, there you have it, you guys. I still say go see it. Um, it's great. Uh, I Save think your money. HBO Max is a uh, is a is a robbery. I got it specifically for this. <laughs> um, but the thing that I'm noticing, because when I got HBO Max, I thought I was going to get like all these other cool movies, and it's the same as the regular HBO subscription. Or am I tripping? Isn't it? Or am yeah, I? Yeah, you're about right. I mean. That's why I said, I mean, and it, it obviously, you know, Space Jam made $32 million and kicked out Black Widow out the number one spot. But there's a reason why they kicked it out the number one spot. Number one, it was it was more affordable and easier to to access for Space Jam, because if they're going off streams and then people going to the theaters, of course, it's going to make more because Disney Plus wanted to be greedy and well, say, hey, wrong way. Yeah, they, they charging. They first twenty nine ninety nine. And I already well, wait. Here's the thing with me. I pay $12.99 for the subscription already. And then you want me to pay $29.99 for one movie when you originally said during the pandemic, when it was supposed to come out and you kept postponing it, that it was going to be free for Disney Plus customers mm-hmm. that are already had that were already had an account, which yep. I understood. That's fine. If I already have the account, if I didn't like, don't make it like how HBO Max say, oh, okay, sign up now, we'll give you a free trial. No. If you want right. the free trial, you want to pay the 30 bucks. I understand that part. But right. don't make me and other consumers that have been taking Disney Plus for months on end. And then you want to make us pay $30 to watch one movie when I could go to, to the $6 matinee exactly. at the movie theater and go watch Black Widow. Yep. So that's why I got kicked out because it, it wasn't accessible. So more people are going to stay. I don't understand why Disney did that because I, I watched it bootleg. Now, I had a choice to watch. Space Jam bootleg, but I didn't because I love LeBron like that, so I went ahead and watched it normal. But here's sure. the thing about that. Here's my thing about Black Widow. I specifically got, it's exactly what Nick said. I specifically got Disney Plus in the pandemic in anticipation of this damn movie. And so then this movie rolls around. I sit down. I don't even like popcorn like that, but I ordered me some kettle corn, got me a little some Dr. Pepper. I'm going to sit down and get myself a whole movie theater hooked up to surround sound. And then I go to watch it and it says, oh, congratulations. Since you're a Disney Plus member, you can watch it for an additional $29.99. At that point, I was so aggravated. I try not to bootleg stuff because I don't, I try not to, you know, but I bootlegged the hell out of that one because I was mad. I was so mad. I, I, I do not condone bootlegging of any Disney films on this here platform. That is strictly the comments of Jackie Ray and Jackie Ray alone. Thank you very much. Now, please continue. Shut up. You know what I mean. But I'm just saying you're absolutely right. You should know your audience. You should know your audience got this. And then what really pissed me off is like when you go to buy Black Widow, there's a little thing that comes up on the bottom 
right before you buy it that says, oh, congratulations, you're going to get this before regular Disney Plus members get it, which means if you could just wait a little while, it'll come with your subscription. I was like, oh, y'all, y'all got me mad doing this. Well, I'll say this much. Good luck. I'm looking forward to the Hawkeye series. Me too. Me too. If you saw Black Widow, pretty much know what's going what's going yeah. down. Yeah. And it could be, like I said before, it could be another X-Man movie in the works mm. at some point. Mm. I'll have to find out a little bit more about that, but it could be at some point. But we'll see. All right, y'all. Coming up on the other side of the break, we'll get into Cheers to You. And should you be respected by your name? We'll get into that on the other side of the break. You're checking out the opposite reaction. We'll be right back. You've been begging me to pop out. Why you playing? You be popping at the cop out. Girl, I fuck up your plans, get them swapped out. When I pull up on you, probably add a whole block out. I'm gonna show you. Playing with my baby, I know you. He ain't gotta say what I told you. He ain't gotta stay cause I chose you. Had to get right on my own, too. Like I'm Paul, Be right anything you want to. Cause I'm on you. You've been begging me to pop out. Why you playing? You be popping at the cop out. All right, y'all, welcome back to the opposite reaction. Jackie Gray, Nick Hamilton in the building. And on this special edition episode, now, Jackie, I know, I, I don't know if you got a chance to check this out, but you know, Deion Sanders is the head coach going to year two. Of yep. Jackson State University. He was at an HBCU Media Day um, recently where they take questions, obviously still going through Zoom until we're able to kind of get through this pandemic the way we need to get through it. Um, and so there was a reporter that came on. And obviously, you know, you've been I'm sure you've been on many of Zooms where your right. name gets called. You pop open your, your, your camera and you, you turn your mic on. You go ahead and ask the individual the question. Well, this was a similar format. And so Coach Prime allowed the media to ask him questions and there was one media person in particular that decided to get cute and tried to be funny and, okay. and low-key disrespectful and so he called him hey Dion, yada 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 and Dion sanders had to stop him hold on you don't call nick saving nick you don't call this coach by his first name so address me as coach prime he's like yes i do i call him nick I call Nick Saban Nick, and yeah, he wanted to go back and forth. So Dion got off the call. So it looked like he got up and left the press conference. Mm. Dion Sanders clarified and said, "No, I just got off that particular call and went to the next person on the next Zoom and identified them." Now, some people said that, "Hey, I call coaches by their first names all the time. Nobody has a problem with it. It's just part of the business between the media and the the, the coaching individuals." What do you say about that? Um, first of all, I think when a person tells you how they want to be addressed, you address them as such. You don't get to say, well, I do so-and-so to so-and-so. First of all, I don't give a damn how you dress as so-and-so. I said, you address me as such. That's number one. And number two, it's very, very, very rare that I hear 
reporters call coaches by their first name. I mean, they might, it might be like coach Mike, you know, coach Monty, something like that. But coach always comes before that. Um, in Denver, there was a, a reporter that called coach Mike, coach Mike. Cause he was like, no, it's coach Michael, you know? So if that's how he wants to be addressed, although that moment I thought was petty, but <laughs> cause I have heard people call him coach Mike before, but nonetheless, because I I'm like that when I have, when I've been in the corporate setting, my name is Jacqueline. People will come up to me and they'll be like, Hey Jackie, it's Jacqueline. Hey Jackie, it's Jacqueline. I've heard so-and-so call you Jackie. You call me Jacqueline. <laughs> I don't, like, I'm not, I don't give a damn who calls me what when I tell you how I want to be addressed, whether that's how I want to be addressed by everybody or by you, you respect that period. And if that reporter wanted to go back and forth with it, then they should have been hung up on. Well, to me, it's incredibly disrespectful. I mean, I saw a tweet um, and I'm trying to find a tweet, but anyway, I think if coach, first of all, if he wants you to call, I wouldn't, I've heard a lot of reporters call coaches by their first name. They say, Hey, like if we're talking to Ty Lu, Hey Ty, yada, yada, yada. Or if they're talking to Frank Vogel, Hey Frank, yada, yada, yada. And some coaches say stuff. Some coaches don't. Um, I know coach Ed Orgeron from LSU wants you to call him coach O mm -hmm. or you call him coach. Like usually what I do personally, I call them coach. Right. Right. I say, Hey coach, yada, 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 yada. Or if it's a base now, if it's a baseball manager, I'll say, you know, like for Dave Roberts, I'll say, hey, Dave, da da da, because it's kind of hard to say, hey, you don't call a baseball manager a coach, right? Outside of those two things, like when I talk to Joe Madden, I'm like, hey, Joe, how are you? And mm -hmm. I get into my question. Outside of those things, I always call people by coaches. It's just a level of respect. It's not right. that I think that they're better than me. Or because, you know, I'm an adult just like they are. I don't have to call somebody, you know, like there's times I, I run into Dean Spanos. Mm. I don't say, hey, Dean. I ran into him on the elevator a couple of times. I say, hey, Mr. Spanos, how you doing? Yep. Oh, hey, how you doing? Sir? How you doing? Nice job. Yeah. Oh, okay, thanks. I'll let you and know. Then, Every, right. I'll let you know. You can call me blah, blah, blah. Then you now, call blah, blah, blah. Now, if we're, if we're on like a, a format like this, we're not going to call him Mr. Spanos. We're going to say, hey, man, Dean Spanos is out here doing X, Y, and Z. Right. I don't understand Dean's rationale. Da, da, da. Or if, I'm, if we're talking about Stan Kroenke or we're talking about Robert Kraft or whoever, we're going to call them by their first name because we're talking about them. But when right. you're addressing someone, if they don't tell you, hey, call me this or call me that, then you need to call them by their appropriate title. It's just that simple. Yep. All right. I went All right. All right, y'all. Glasses up. Know what time it is. Boston! All right, y'all. So here's our cheers to you for this week. Jackie, you please do the honors. Yes, I'm going to. This one's actually a sad cheers to you because it's not mm. um, a happy time. But my cheers to you is going to have to go to Becca Myers. Um, she's a 26-year-old Paralympian. And so... She is a swimmer. She's a six-time gold medalist in that in that field, but she's not going to be able to go to the Tokyo Olympics. And the reason why she can't go to the Tokyo Olympics is because she's deaf and blind, and her mother is her personal um, care assistant. And the Tokyo Olympics have said, you know, we're not allowing family in. So since she doesn't have her personal care assistant that can go with her, she's not going to be able to go to the Olympics. So she had to drop out. 
which is a big thing because I don't know how they expect this person who's all deaf and also blind to be able to navigate Tokyo without their personal care assistant. And I think the Olympics have really dropped the ball. And her, her comment was, this is how I've always identified. People have always called me Becca, the swimmer girl. And now I'm not being able to do something that I identify. So for her to have to go through life with this huge obstacle of being deaf and blind and for the Tokyo Olympics committee, not to make an exception and allow her mom to go with her, I think is horrific. So I just want to give her my cheers to you and let her know we are thinking about her. We love her. The Olympic committee for this 2020 Tokyo Olympics is trash. And that's all I can do is just send her a bunch of love. This is heartbreaking to me. Damn COVID, man. All right. My cheers to you goes to another uh, was an Olympian and no longer an Olympian. Uh, for the right reasons, and that's Liz Cambage of the Las Vegas Aces, who was going to play for her, her Australian national team. Now, uh, there was some reports of her getting into a, a verbal and possible physical altercation uh, during a scrimmage against another team with one of her own teammates. She clarified everything. If you don't know what she said, go to my Twitter, at Nick Hamilton 213 I posted the video that she posted uh, a, a while ago regarding that. But what she, one thing that stood out to me was she says, look, I've been battling anxiety, depression, mental health. I'm going to be cooped up for two to two and a half weeks in the Olympics. We can't go anywhere. We're locked down. It's like being on the bubble, just international bubble. I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be locked down because my anxiety kicks in and I don't know if I can compete with that. And I can't compete with, a you know, basically with a clear head if I'm having anxiety issues and all kind of mental health issues. So as much as it pained her to do it. She had to withdraw herself from the Olympics and not be able to represent her home country. So I thought that took a lot of courage. I thought that took a lot of strength. So cheers to you, Liz Cambage. We still love you out here in the States. Go ahead. Starting August 15th, get your ball on with the Las Vegas Aces. And hopefully you bring home a WNBA championship along with Asia Wilson and Chelsea Gray and Jackie Young and the rest of the Las Vegas Aces. But cheers to you for your courage and always making sure that you put mental health on the forefront for not only yourself, but many others that may be dealing with it as well. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to this special edition of The Opposite Reaction. If you miss any portion of this broadcast, make sure you download and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms, iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify. And make sure you follow me on Instagram at NickHamiltonLA and on Twitter at NickHamilton213. All right, you guys, you can follow me everywhere on social media at J Ray the Fanatic and every Monday through Friday on the Fumble Live. All right, and make sure you check us out at nightcastmedia.com. All right, y'all, win and win like paper planes. Till next time, we out. <laughs>